Hi everyone! We are kicking off our first May episode with a celebration. It's Masturbation May! Confetti, confetti, confetti. Trumpets just got here. They're doing their thing. A disco ball just dropped down from the ceiling. It's a party and... (laughs) It's a party and we're taking part. But now to start the chat about masturbation for so many reasons whether it be how you feel about your own body or the way you were raised just as examples a lot of complex feelings and thoughts can come up when we talk about masturbation whether we personally feel shame or empowerment in the way we play with ourselves masturbation is certainly shrouded socially in secrecy and disapproval however that's obviously complete bullshit and just another mechanism of control over and depression of our sexual bodies. Pleasuring ourselves in whatever way that might look is an important way to deepen our connection to ourselves and practice embodiment if that's what we so desire. And it just feels good, damn it! But considering social perspectives and our own complex feelings, it takes time and conscious effort to better understand how to show yourself some love and pleasure in a way that truly feels good to you. It's important to remind ourselves that we are our own best sex partner, meaning that we are the experts on our bodies and our pleasure. When we fight back against shame and stigma and really take the time to develop our own masturbation practices, we can find what feels really good for us and pave the way for a more pleasure-filled, healthier sex life. But we can all use a little help with that, I think. Even for me, a lot of nerves came up before recording this episode. Well, Nerves always come up. I am a very anxious person, (laughs) but this episode especially stirred up some feelings for me, especially as I reflected on how my masturbation looked the same for a really long time because I felt too much shame to experiment. It's like I just wanted to get off and be done with it as quickly as possible. Now, though, I love taking time with myself, discovering different positions and practices, and just carving out romantic and sexual time for me and me only. Personally, I've discovered that I really like taking a hot shower or lighting candles and making sensual playlists for pleasuring myself in bed or at my desk or in my bedroom or in my bathroom. A whole bunch of different places, trying a whole bunch of different things. And shout out to Sine from Florida Access Network, whose Masturbation May post encouraged me to try moaning my own name. In the way that their post encouraged me, I hope this episode encourages you to explore, to connect to your body, to find yourself sexy as hell, and to really prioritize your own pleasure. We deserve to feel fucking good, and masturbation can be a great way to do it. This week, we're trying out yet another new format. We're definitely keeping you folks on your toes with various arrangements regarding our guests and speakers and formats on each episode. We'd really love to hear your feedback on which feel the most accessible and engaging, whether it's a traditional interview style like the first episode we had with Alex or something that allows for more interaction as a listener. So today, I'm going to be answering specific questions from some folks in the community I inquired and debunking certain myths regarding masturbation. 
A friend of mine is going to narrate each question or myth and then I'll respond. So you're all going to hear a lot of my voice today. Um, I hope you're okay with that. You can't see, but I'm making a little heart with my hands. Anyways, we're workshopping ways to collect feedback and questions to better incorporate this format into our episodes moving forward, at least if you all think it's worthwhile. So let us know how you feel. And with that, we're going to go ahead and get started. Is it possible to desensitize myself or find it more difficult to orgasm with a partner if I masturbate often? Short answer, no. Our bodies are made for pleasure. Seriously, the only function of the clitoris is for experiencing pleasure. The nerve endings in our clits and at the heads of our penises are going to keep on doing their job no matter how much you use them. In fact, it's their job to be used. I do think it's necessary to remember, though, how powerful our minds are. Our brains are our most prominent sex organs. Some people can think themselves to orgasm, and some people's thoughts inhibit their ability to experience pleasure. All of that to say we have to be mindful of the ways that we're using our brains during sex, including sex with yourself. So for instance, if you're in the same setting, using the same toy, in the same position, your brain is going to associate all of that with your feelings of pleasure or orgasm if you're experiencing that and want to be. Our bodies just get used to those specific and consistent sensations. Then it might be difficult to experience those same feelings of pleasure or orgasm if you're having sex under different circumstances, in a different setting, with different toys, in different positions, and especially with different people. Specifically, sometimes people who always use toys to masturbate might find it difficult to find pleasure from a partner's touch. I think in those cases, it's useful to switch things up while you masturbate to give yourself space to enjoy new things when you're having partnered sex. And if you exclusively use toys, even using your own hands can be really transformational. Not to mention very intimate. Feeling yourself directly, your temperature, your wetness, your pubic hair. It can help to not just diversify the ways our brains and bodies experience pleasure, but it can help with nurturing a deeper relationship to yourself and maybe even confront some of the shame that comes up for us when we masturbate. Plus, I think this is a great opportunity for us all to remember that the end goal of sex, whether with ourselves or with partners, never has to be orgasm and sometimes when we think we have to come during sex it can create a lot of pressure on us that makes it even harder to do so and while orgasms are lovely lovely experiences we can find so much fun and pleasure in simply playing with and exploring ourselves not to mention our sex doesn't have to be goal oriented and the fact that a lot of us think that way is a nasty sly little impact of capitalism tying our value to our productivity and infiltrating our perspectives on our sexuality and sidebar capitalism might also make us feel guilty for spending time on ourselves rather than being quote-unquote productive but masturbation is a really really valuable way to spend time and spending time investing in ourselves and our pleasure is always a worthwhile endeavor allow sex to be a break away from capitalistic thinking and playfully discover what exists for ourselves outside of capitalism challenge yourself to masturbate in a way you never have before and in front of a mirror and really take time to get to know yourself and enjoy yourself rather than doing what you know will make you come 
And I know that's a difficult ask, especially if we've never done those things before, but our liberation won't come easily, and that's a product of the oppressive systems we're forced to live under. Taking those first steps can really be the start of a journey into our most liberated, pleasured selves, and we all deserve to experience that in whatever unique way it might look. Myth number one, I shouldn't masturbate if I have a partner, or I shouldn't talk with them about it if I do. Respectfully, this is just not it, uh, for a lot of reasons. While solo play is a great way to pleasure yourself and deepen your relationship with yourself, it's not the only way to masturbate. But ba da ba That was a drum roll, by the way. May I introduce mutual masturbation. This is when you masturbate along with a partner or partners while they masturbate too. And this can be especially wonderful for experimenting and switching things up with your partners. You should be checking in with each other about new things you may want to try. And mutual masturbation can be a great suggestion for something a little spicy. Plus, it's a really cool chance to foster intimacy practices with your partners. Our sex lives and relationships are so much more encompassing than just a specific type of sex practice. And building intimacy can sometimes be challenging. Mutual masturbation, especially with prolonged eye contact, can be a sexy, fun way to work on intimacy and new things with your partners. And it's totally understandable if you're nervous going into it, especially if it's something you're trying for the first time. I know I do sometimes, and I can't help but giggle and divert my eyes when I'm a little intimidated or just in awe of my partners. But those nerves can, again, present a really cool opportunity to break away from prescribed sexual scripts and allow for very human things while we have sex. Taking breaks, expressing our anxieties or insecurities, and having fun little giggles are all parts of sex too. Don't let media or porn tell you otherwise. And beyond mutual masturbation, I think it's still really important to maintain your solo play practices while in partnerships with others. That's not to say you don't feel satisfied with your partner or partners and the sex life you share. But like I just mentioned, masturbating can be more than just getting yourself off. It can be a meaningful way to connect with yourself and build intimacy with yourself, which is important to maintain even amidst romantic and sexual relationships with others. Or dare I say, especially when you're in romantic and sexual relationships with others. Remaining connected to yourself is a way we can ensure we're not being swallowed up by our relationships, making sure we have access to our agency and freedom while building healthy relationships with others as we maintain our whole self. And partners should encourage this. While it might bring up insecurities and can be a good vehicle to nurture each other while those things arise, it can definitely be a red flag if your partners are disapproving of your solo masturbation practices. Healthy relationships should be a space for open and honest communication, the encouragement to pursue your pleasure in multifaceted manners, and gentle care while working through our relationship fuzzies. Fuzzies being a general term for manifestations of insecure attachment styles or past relationship trauma or whatever might be specific to you and your relationships. And solo play doesn't encroach on that at all. It doesn't encroach on the ability to build a healthy, pleasure-filled relationship with other people. 
And if anything, it opens up ways for us to talk about what we enjoy during sex. Finding out what we really like during solo play can allow us to better advocate for our pleasure and achieve it during partnered sex. If you feel like you can't talk openly about solo play with your partners, or they respond poorly when you do, it might be indicative of control issues or power imbalances. Take care of and check in with yourself. And if you need to, please ask for help from your friends and community, including me. Please never hesitate to hit our DMs if you want to ask about your relationships and get support if you're in an unhealthy or abusive one. Better is out there, I promise, and we all deserve it. What are safe sex practices for masturbation? I'm so glad you asked. Okay, maybe no one asked. And this one is a stage question I posed myself because I wanted to talk about it. The world may never know for sure. But <laughs> I might have just given myself away a little bit. But to answer the question, it's a sexy way to care for ourselves, to be mindful of practicing safe solo sex. In the same way, it's a sexy way to care for our partners, to ensure we're committed to safe partnered sex. And these safe solo sex practices include various things. First, wash your sex toys. It doesn't matter that you're using them on yourself. And I know sometimes in our post-sex glow, we might not want to wash our sex toys. But alas, we must. I think it's always better to wash them after you're done masturbating, and it doesn't even have to be immediately after, just before the moment passes and you forget altogether. At least for me, that's more reliable than trying to remember at another time and then going to masturbate and realize that I still need to wash my toys because then I especially don't want to wash them. I want to masturbate. So clean your toys. Speaking of practices, we should try to exercise when we finish masturbating. It's always a good idea to use the bathroom after sex. And when I say sex, I mean anytime we have sex, including when we have sex with ourselves. Which again, sometimes I get it. We don't want to. But please, just go pee and clean your toys. Thank you. Beyond that, in a way more correlated to our emotional sexual well-being compared to our physical sexual well-being, I think we deserve aftercare practices for ourselves, just like we have for our partnered sex. And in case you aren't sure what aftercare is, it refers to the ways we take care of our sex partners after we have sex, which can look super varied. It's important to have those conversations with your partners to find out what aftercare feels good for them, whether it's a nice glass of water or cuddles or some nap time. And in this case, your sex partner that you should be checking in with is you. Reflect on what your needs are after sex and then show up for yourself in that way. Not only are you getting the benefits of aftercare, but you're deepening your understanding of yourself in a really valuable, intimate way. Myth number two, asexual people don't masturbate. Y'all, when has generalizing about a group of people with one common identity ever been accurate? Never, except for when I do it and it's about men. <laughs> um, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That is a thousand percent a joke, and apparently a funny one, because it made me laugh again, even though I wrote this several days ago. <laughs> but anyways, as with any queer identity, there are as many ways to experience asexuality as there are ace people. For folks who might not know, 
Asexuality is a sexual orientation in which someone does not experience an intrinsic desire for sexual relationships with others. People who identify as asexual can still experience arousal, attraction, and relationships of all types. And asexuality doesn't exist on this binary of sex and no sex. Instead, it exists on a spectrum, and where any person falls on that spectrum is a valid ace identity. And how they experience pleasure does nothing to invalidate that identity. Sometimes ace folks might masturbate because of experiencing arousal. Sometimes they might masturbate because it just feels nice and there's no inherent sexual drive that's encouraging them to do so. Plus, masturbating does not have to be about orgasm and expands beyond just sex with ourselves. It can be spiritual, it can be emotional, it can be a way to bond with ourselves and our bodies. It can even be a way to relieve stress or menstrual cramps. Don't project your expectations for queer folks or your own perspectives about masturbation onto people whose sex lives are none of your business. If you want to know more about asexuality and the umbrella of experiences and identities that it includes, and if you're ace and are looking for more resources, I really recommend that everyone check out the Asexuality Visibility and Education Network, or AVEN, at asexuality.org. Usually I just use sex toys to masturbate, and I want to experiment with more, but don't know where to start. What other ways are there to masturbate? I think it's a pretty common experience to have a certain way we're most used to masturbating. And sex toys especially can be a reliable and effective way to masturbate. Even though using words like reliable and effective make it sound way less fun than it is. And the shame that might get brought up for some of us surrounding masturbation could be heightened when we experiment, especially with something as personal and intimate as using our hands. So all of this to say, it's totally understandable that a lot of us use the tried and true toys during masturbation, especially when a lot of us use them regularly during partnered sex too. But like we mentioned earlier, it can be really exciting and beneficial to switch up the ways we masturbate. Whether it's trying internal and external stimulation in new ways, or even recording yourself and watching back your own videos later, there's a bunch of different things to try. I especially like the idea of touching your body in new places to see if it sparks any pleasure. For instance, maybe trying anal stimulation if you haven't before, or even just sucking your own fingers. You can even switch around the less direct aspects of your masturbation routine. Use your creativity to explore different positions or locations or times of day. Also, this is a bit of advice from Casey Tanner or at Queer Sex Therapist on Instagram. But try Kegels and breathwork. Embodiment can be a powerful thing. Or use your imagination to try different fantasies or try different types of media while you masturbate. Really just take time to explore and touch your body in different ways to discover what really turns you on. And remember that we don't always have to orgasm when we masturbate. It really is okay to just explore our pleasure in ways we might not have ever tried before. Try setting an intention for yourself to try something new during masturbation, maybe one time before the end of the month. Start with small experiences rather than thinking you should switch up everything each time. And most importantly, tip your bartenders. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And most importantly, have fun. This episode was fun for me. Was it good for you? 
But seriously, talking about masturbation has thankfully transformed into an exciting way for me to hopefully encourage all of you to hone in on yourselves, show yourselves some extra special love, and begin absolving yourselves from the shame you might feel. The anxiousness I felt at the beginning of this episode has slipped away and I'm left with joy and enthusiasm to learn and teach more about masturbation practices. And I think that's reflective of a much larger journey of moving through our shame to discover the pleasure and liberation that lies beyond it. And masturbation specifically embodies that notion. Even though it's something most of us have been doing since we were toddlers, literally like two years old, we are still made to feel like we shouldn't masturbate. But masturbation is so much more encompassing than acting on our desires or arousal, even though that might be what it looks like for some of us. It can help us better understand our bodies and our pleasure, which gives us knowledge we can use to guide our partnered sex. Masturbation can even be a part of partnered sex. It can also alleviate physical pain from menstrual cramps or tend to our emotional needs when we're stressed out. It might even help put us to sleep. It can be something we try standing up or on our bellies or even sprawled out on our desk. We can use our favorite sex toys. We can use our hands. We can be resourceful as fuck and even use blankets and pillows. Just be sure to wash whatever you're using afterwards. We deserve to invest in our pleasure. And masturbating can be a great way to spend really meaningful time with ourselves, discovering what our pleasure looks like. Our sex lives, including the sex we have with ourselves, doesn't have to exist just to bring us to orgasm. While orgasms are wonderful, taking time for play and discovery and pleasure can bring revelations and lots of fun. We are worthy of deep intimacy with ourselves and of an intrinsic desire towards our pleasure. And remember, I even challenged you folks to try a couple things, create aftercare practices for yourself after masturbating, and try one different thing during your masturbation before the end of the month. This will look differently for everyone, but I hope you're able to find what it looks like for you. I hope this all helps with transformation into more attuned masturbation practices, reduction of shame and guilt we might feel for masturbating, and an embrace of what just feels fucking good. I appreciate you all so much for sharing this time with me and listening to me ramble about masturbating for like half an hour. (laughs) And I especially appreciate you all in extending me so much grace and encouragement while we took a break last week. It feels so indescribably amazing to be shown love by my community like this, holding me when I need it and receiving my silly little efforts to step into this community role so well. So yeah. A little sappy, but sincerely, thank you. And you folks might know the drill by now. The Sexy and Safe podcast is run through the Health and Education Training Center, otherwise referred to as HEAT. HEAT expands our approach to community health by offering services in physical, emotional, nutritional, financial, spiritual, and of course, sexual wellness. HEAT reaches both the Gainesville and Jacksonville communities, both with in-person events and virtual classes. Find us online at heateducation.org, on Instagram at at heat.education.training, and on Facebook at Health Education and Training Center of Gainesville, Inc. You can access our social media accounts as well as our YouTube channel by clicking on the icons at the upper right of the podcast website.
on our next episode of the Sexy and Safe at Home with Heat podcast, we'll be celebrating yet again with another May holiday near and dear to our hearts, Sex Ed for All Month. We'll talk about the importance of this designation and how we can all join the movement for radical, inclusive, and intersectional sex ed to be made accessible to every single young person. Specifically, we'll chat with students that are a part of Planned Parenthood's Leaders Igniting a Healthy Generation of Teens, or LIGHT program. To me, the LIGHT program and its students exemplify the mission for Sex Ed for All, centering young folks and pushing for good sex ed to be widely and freely accessible to everyone. So I'm looking forward to sharing a conversation with some students that are working towards better sex ed standards locally and hope you all join along to learn from their wisdom and experiences. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs>